Now featuring Aaron from Netflix and Grill. Hello and welcome to the 96th episode of Afternoon Yap. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the new Run the Jewels album, RTJ4, Bloodstain, Curse of the Moon 2, and finally, we will close the episode with a review of The Last of Us Part 2. I'm Chunk the Punk, and with me today is my co-host, and it's my best pal in the whole world, it's Dinger Dog. What's up, man? Are we allowed to say... You know what's wild is I'm I actually, can see you. <laughs> I'm actually looking at you. I so. mean, we're like 12 feet apart, but you know, uh, I it's different. Like I feel the I feel the vibes of chemistry again. It's different than hanging out in my garage. Like it's sw- just suboptimal talking on the phone. Oh, because all it's- I do, all we do anyway, is talk over each other. But you can't talk over <laughs> someone. Like if you miss the little cues, like I'm about to stomp your conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, the thing is, is we kind of decided that me and you both have families and we're both we're both playing it safe anyway. As safe as absolutely possible. Wearing the masks when we can, socially distance when we can. And this shit's here to stay. So what is the point of continuing? I, I can't I can't live like that. I've got to see my friends. Right. I, and responsibly. responsibly we, we shouldn't be at a party or anything like that. But you are you are 10 feet away from me right now. Right. Right, we're we're totally good. We're totally good, and and yeah, you have to live somewhat a little bit. Um, you know, I've been lying to you mostly about my life, though. I've been going to all the like I search out the bars that get the terrible like social media pictures, and I'm like, I'm going there. <laughs> like, I, oh, my your kids haven't been having like uh like chicken pox parties, but COVID parties. If you like, like no. If you're new, oh, hold on a second. If you're new to the <laughs> afternoon yap, we will review stuff. Yeah. But our first half hour, we like to kind of just talk about what's been going on in our lives. Then we'll get into some reviews, and at the very end, we'll get into some uh, uh, reviews for The Last of Us Part Two. I'm I, it's chunk alone over here. My wife has been gone for the last five days with our son. This is the first time that I've had you know haven't been on call in. He's now eight weeks old. I guess I just talked to my wife. He's going through his eight weeks growth spurt, so it's kind of hell on wheels over there. And you have the day off. You you don't you currently it, it, it you is did, Saturday. You did some family stuff. Yeah, yeah. What do we do when this happens? Well, cooler beers. Cool it when it's ninety eight degrees. So you get you get some beers. We, do you know how excited I am that I got in the car with you to go get cooler beers? And I was so timid. I was so nervous. I was like. Uh, you do realize we have to do the podcast today. My wife is coming home, the baby's coming home, and that shit is not happening when she gets home. And you're like, "Yeah, I'm for it." And I was like, "What? What? Are you, what did? What did? What did? What do you feel guilty about? Are, are you? No, you. But you. Then you said, and I'll, oh, fine, I'll buy the beers.' And I'm like, "Mission yeah, that's accomplished." It, that's <laughs> it. Oh well, you you texted me the other day, and and it was like, I my wife had been gone for four days, and you're like, "Has your bean fallen off?" And I was like, "My bean. Oh, snapping my bean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were just instead you." We're just playing hours upon hours of video games, but you know you'll get the hang of this. Like you understand, I, I, like, I get it, man. Like I get it. Like you're you, per, like we've had so many discussions in the four years that we've been doing this podcast, and I remember being such a prick, and I would talk to my wife, and I'd just be like, I don't get it. Like I'm doing all the work, all I'm asking him to do is show up, and he still has to be such a bitch about this. And <laughs> I understand, man. There's so little time to do the things that you want to do that no offense to me or 
it's you just, just have to prioritize. You prioritize, like, yeah. Which and, is why, thank you so much for being here. I'm so, so excited to be doing this face-to-face. I cannot stand podcasting over the phone or oh. Skype. Uh, I'm so, sorry to some of my friends that do Skype, but it just, it, it, I don't want to do it that way. I have no desire to continue doing it that way, and I'd rather just quit while I'm way behind than continue doing it like that. Yeah, I mean, and really, what did we... I mean, we, we started this because all we wanted was some avenue to make excuses for hanging out with each other. And right, but this all, I mean, to, the, to your point about when you get free time, you remember, like, it had to be, like, seven years ago now, like, my wife took the kids and, like, she's like, I'm going for a week. And you you and Katie, I don't know if you were married yet or where, where you were, but I was like, I every day she'd come home from work or school or whatever she was doing, and I'd be like, let's party. And she's like, it's Tuesday, and I got, I'm like, nope, I bought everything, like, we're going hard. And you're like, hey, we went hard yesterday. And I'm like, no. I get it, man. I get it. I, I had, like, I have not played this many video, this much video games in ages, and it's because we're stuck with all this COVID. My wife is gone. I've got this game I want to play. It's 25 hours long. I, I might as well just, I. what am I going to do, sit, go after work and go crazy? So I just played Last of Us for three days straight for like six hours. And it was it was great. Like, I, you must have noticed that I had something to do because I wasn't bombarding you with text the entire Oh, I knew, day. I knew. I was like, was, you must have been like, what's up with junk? You know, I thought about it a couple of times and it's like, it's like, you know, you've got a baby and it was the same thing. Like, just let the sleeping baby lie. <laughs> Whatever's happening there is okay. Like, I'll do a wellness check in a day and a half if yeah. I need to. But. Yeah, yeah. Stop over. <laughs> junk? Uh, where are you at? I, I haven't had a stupid text saying it's Tuesday or anything. So, so uh, you, I was mowing the lawn last weekend and you called me. And I picked up the phone. And I stopped what I was doing. Stopped with the lawn. Turned my stare. Turned my iPhone off. And and it was pocket dial. And mm. so I just unloaded. Like it was. I literally. I think I left a two minute. What well, wasn't a voicemail because you were on the other end. And I was just like, I just want to thank you so much, Stinger Dog. Like you know, you've been you've been so helpful and so wonderful to me through this whole ordeal. And I just I went off and and I kind of knew that maybe you were there. And I and and then um, do you remember anything I said? Were you actually listening? No. So what happened? I you know I I think I pocket dialed like a million people. Like <laughs> there's some point when I put my phone in my pocket. Oh, the wrong last way. weekend you were you. I, you know why I was unloading on you is because you just checked out last weekend. Which oh is yeah, fine. I, I just did my my version of yeah. dip it laying low or whatever it was. And so I think I was I don't know mowing. I probably was mowing the lawn too, but or done with it. And my phone's in my back pocket. And I picked it up and I saw that it was at like minute one thirty. <laughs> And I'm like, there's no way that he's like not taking advantage of this opportunity. And I, I didn't listen for too long because it was pretty hurtful, <laughs> frankly. But uh, I think I was blaming you for not mowing my grass. Like I was, I was, you know, digging the well. Yeah. yeah. And then that one time when I was 15 and you stole my girlfriend. <clears throat> so uh, two months into having my kid, um, it's wild, and it's not something that you can be taught or have explained to you. It's just something that you have to experience. Uh, some of my favorite things that I've been hearing is just advice from parents. <laughs> right. And I, I love like I lo- there was a time, I don't know, it was two weeks ago when Wes was going through his six week growth spurt and I was me and my wife were just at That's our wits kid, end. Wes. And I'm texting you and I'm texting you, and basically you text me back and you're like, Look, um, if you need me to text you to say hang in there, I'm your guy. <laughs> But I got shit to do this. If you week. need any other, if you need anything <laughs> tangible, like if you want me to come over and give you a few hours or anything like that, 
you got to go down further down the Rolodex. Well, we were having this discussion just a minute ago, but we've been having a lot of trouble with our son not sleeping. And that is difficult for us to wrap our heads around. And we feel like the advice that we get from other parents is this is kind of normal. But then we explain to them our kids only sleep in 10 to, hour, 12, 10 to 12 hours. And they look at us kind of dumbfounded. And... I ran Back away in, slowly. We ran into our neighbors as we were walking him, and my neighbor, had her, they, they're our age, and they're working on their fourth kid. And and she, my wife is talking to his wife, and, she, and she's like, so nonchalant. She's like, oh, I'm terrible to my husband when we're going through this. And I was thinking to myself, what? Do you know what it feels like to be on that receiving end? If it's a woman... It's hormones, but if it's a man, it's abuse. Listen, listen. I know. Hold I know, on. I, I Danger. Know. Don't go down that road. I know. I know there's all the I'm, path. Not, I'm not mad at my wife. I'm I know. Crazy oh, about I know. My wife. I know. But there's, a, there's. I'm mad at what she was saying that she was so nonchalantly saying, and that seems to be the gist. I think they get together on a one eight hundred number, and they justify ripping their husbands apart because they know that there's just no other outlet. Yeah, but I think that's. I mean, that's your role. Like and, and, a I, I know. I, this is, listen, I didn't think that I'd ever take this side because I, I've been where you're talking about. I know what you're saying, but, but the the contrary is like you didn't have to not drink for nine months. You didn't have to sacrifice your physical body. Yeah. Including I your did, da- including weight. including the downtown, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? right. It, it, to have to give so I think this is where you just get punished, and it's so easy to be like, you know what, that's completely unfair, and I'm doing this too, and you are, and for the for the listeners, I'm surprised, but he is, he's I, doing I'm, all the work, and what are you gonna do? You can't go down that road though; it's so tempting though. My but, buddy who just had a kid too, just had a kid like a week ago, and my advice to him was, listen, man, I know this sounds like terrible advice. I know I should not be telling you this, but Find find a YouTube channel that you like to watch, something that you can turn your mind off when you have that free time. If things get really bad, just make yourself a cocktail. I know that that's bad advice. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I know that that's bad advice. Look at the clock and then ignore what hour it is. I said do whatever you can do to help it make it easier on your wife. Change the baby. Uh, put the baby back to sleep. Like, Because he was in the thick of it. I was texting him while he was at the hospital. And I was just thinking about what was going on. Because uh, as a new dad, you just don't know what your role is. And... And that's terrifying. All you want to do is help help your wife, but you don't know what to do. But and but don't, that's terrifying. Don't worry, it doesn't get any more defined. Oh, oh sure. <laughs> like oh, I know. For the rest of your life, like you're gonna be like, well, you just catch everything that gets My through wife the cracks. Is such a smart, independent person that like I rely so much on her for her knowledge. And then she relies so much on me for my compassion, <laughs> you know, like that, that, that's, I, I hope you'd be like, no, no, so just- like, and I had to learn how to stop saying, what should I do? Because that shit will drive anybody crazy. It's like, you're the dad now, like you need to figure it out and not ask that question be in control. Yeah. Well, am I on, am I on a roll? Yeah. Just, just, uh, here's the thing. Like you, you've got the next three years where they have no idea of what you've do. Like they won't even remember this. Yeah. Like you're gonna work your ass off, sleep nothing, like get shit and piss on, uh-huh. and they won't remember it. So like all you, you're just support mode, and then later you'll be awesome mode. So yeah. you'll get to that, and then later it gets it goes. Then they start being like, so we noticed you drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like well, hold on, hold on. Like let's not talk about this. I was I thought I had ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you sing to your kids when they were small? I did. I did. I, I was like a sing. What Flying like, Burrito Brothers songs did you sing? Oh, all of what them. What RTJ songs <laughs> did you sing? <laughs> like, yeah, to go like from a nice, uh, 
And then RT, like, rap at them. That, that yeah. helps at yeah. four in the morning. Yeah. Ice Cube. Uh, I was singing this song. I, I don't think you're going to get this joke, but I still left it in here. But I was singing this song to Wes. You can drink your fancy formula. You can drink it right from the tubes. But the only brew for the brave and true comes, comes from, from your mommy's, mommy's tube boobs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got it. I know. <laughs> and my wife was like, did you come up with that? I was like, eh, that might or may or not be from the Lord of the Rings. Just like all the songs I sing, I may have just stolen the tune and rewritten the word. So these are my top three stupid things people say to new parents. Okay. What do you think about that? Because you've, you've heard it all. You've heard I've it said all. It, no, here's you, the thing. You've said it all, too. I, said, I probably said some of these to you. Did you try this? That's number one. Uh, this is on a scale. But did you try this? Did you try? He really likes it when he's fed. No shit. <laughs> Did you try smiling at him? Did you try singing to it? Have you tried? No, there was all these things that we just kept in our back pocket as as the ace in the hole. You know, like we were waiting to try that. But now that you mention it, we could try that. Do you know they need to sleep? <laughs> we didn't at first. <laughs> My second one, don't be afraid to ask for help. And it's like, okay, well, I need help. And they're like, well, well, well so fast well, hold, there, hold, hold on, hold on. Don't be afraid to ask your family or <laughs> other people for help. It's all just pandering, you know? Don't be afraid to ask for help. I need help. Well, I got stuff to do. Well, you know, I mean, you have to ask in the right way. At the, I, I give you an hour. I got my own problems, yeah. okay? I, I just, I, I was, tr- I, I opened a can of worms I shouldn't have presented to you. Uh, and then the last one is, it gets better. I would hope so. No one would have children. No one would ever have children. Or no one would have multiple children. Every parent children. that I've met, every yeah. one of them I've met said, it gets better. And so I refuse to say that to new parents because, you know, fuck, you're going to say that. You're going to say it, dude. I know, but I know it gets better. Wes has already been better. He's he went through a. He's now sleeping five hours but at you, night. But like you, but now like to not to like. This is I always get in trouble for home for always taking the other side of the argument. Like I get it. You're very, all those points are legitimate. Like that doesn't help you at all. But what do you what do you say to somebody on the other thing when you're like. Is there anything I can do? When You're you d- fucked. Like this is Armageddon. Like <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. Like I don't know. I don't know. Like I think this I could is say that be to you. The be hardest, like- worst thing that you've like. I told my wife I was like, this is the best in the worst thing I've ever gone through in my entire well, life. Like just- she's gone, and I miss them so much. And I'm getting videos of. I'm like, he's smiling now. Like he's snoring now. Like now he's become he's two months old, so now he's becoming a human. And like he's waking up and noticing things. And at, at first, you don't get any of that. You just got this needy slug on your arm. It's the that's it's driving you crazy. You were undrunking. Like you've took taken tooken. You've done you've taken care of it. You've done taken care of some drunk people in your life, I'm sure of it. This is like having a kid is like Taking care of a drunk person in reverse, like they're they're basically the drunkest drunk that ever, like the worst drunk in college that's gonna die <laughs> right now, <laughs> and then they eventually just get less drunk over eighteen years, uh-huh. like you know they're not crapping their pants anymore, and that's a hooray. And they, they if they sleep for too long, you're not worried about them dying, like. <laughs> Oh, I have I have put my son. I've had him fall asleep in my arms when I'm trying to put him down, and I'll put my ears up to his mouth. I'm like, is this sob breathing? Because my wife is gonna be pissed if I went to put him down and he's dead, or he needs to go to the emergency room. I mean, just not like a little salty. Like she's gonna be right. Worked like, up. like I might have to move. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I'm going to be put out. You just, know, like <laughs> God, it's going to be all these questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was so funny because, like, I I think I said to you when I was in the thick of it six weeks in, <laughs> and I said, you know, I probably drank five or six drinks just because I was trying to cope with this. I didn't know what to do, and I was like. Before, like if I had, you know, four or five beers in it, I would wake up the next day hungover. And I was like, I woke up the next day at seven o'clock, fine, went downstairs and, and I watched this YouTube video with him. And you're like, yeah, you're a dad. Like, it's amazing. Like, that's that's the transition. Like, oh, I mean, like that, you that's just, the, there's bigger shit to worry about than your noggin at this point. You, you know? don't you don't have any. Like all the people that you're like, how do you only get by on five hours of sleep? And you're like, well, you're a different case, man. Like, I don't think I could function every single, like I, I've woken up at five 30 and I, I, I'm just dead to the world at two. Like, not that I need a nap. Like I can't just have function. another cup of coffee. I, I, it doesn't work. Like coffee. Actually that did work in, when I was in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. You just have to drink way more than you usually right. do. And it has to be iced coffee too. Oh, yeah. You drink, I, or, or, or a little Red Bull vodka. <laughs> But I, don't, it goes I feel bad up. about doing that during the work day. It goes up and down. <laughs> it goes up and down. Uh, let's transition out of this parenthood talk for a little bit. Let's talk about you, bud. Uh, uh, no. We can talk about me as much as you want, but uh, you went and bought fireworks. We just celebrated the 4th of July. What? I don't mean to go down this rabbit hole, but that was the first 4th of July where I did not feel patriotic. Oh, where, so I, but I, I'm the but opposite. But I know you are red, white, and blue, God flag and eagle. Like you are going to blow some fireworks up because the man isn't going to stop you. No, from I, yeah, I think, I think I felt the opposite. It's like in, in the times of turmoil, I feel more patriotic and I want to blow things up almost, not, not ironically. It's <laughs> not quite the right word, but just because. Just because I can blow things up too. Maybe I mean it may have been as simple as like I can blow things up too. So I um I took an adventure. Like so I wake it's actually the fourth of July, which is on a Saturday. I wake up and I'm like, I'm getting some fireworks. Sure. And we're gonna blow them up in America. America and America. Where's my mask? Yeah. And then I'm like so then I like look at my phone and I'm like, oh, it's forever away. And I'm not sure that like my whole family is going to be down with blowing up fireworks in my three and a half square foot backyard. Narks. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I drive out of town, and it's tw- for, like let's say forty minute drive out of town. Ooh, wow. Way out, out of town. Round trip. Took your kid, right? Uh, I may or may not have, depending on if you are an attorney or not. We're not answering these questions. Okay. <laughs> so we go there. We the royal we. Uh, and there's a line out the door, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. And I'm like, hey, you wait in the car. I'm going to go through here. Outside of Columbus is just gangbusters, isn't it? Oh. And you don't even have to go far. Go to Newark. Go it a is, half an hour in any direction from Columbus, and it's so just it was, gangbusters. It was gangbusters. And I and like this part of the story is going to get like, you're going to think I'm snooty, and I, I don't mean You are snooty. snooty. I don't mean to sound snooty. But so I'm waiting, and like, basically, you just walk through in a somewhat social distance line through the whole place. And when you, when you get in line before you even make it in the place, that's the checkout line. And the checkout line just weaves through this small concrete building out by... <laughs> you already drove 40 minutes. Right, right. You can't turn around. You can't I mean, find I'm, another I'm, place. There's a gas station and a porno on this exit, and that's all. Yeah. So, All right, we got two other stops on the way home. <laughs> right, because we, we need gas. Never mind. You always need porno. <laughs> um, so... The people, the people in front of me, this is America, right? Sure. 
Oh, I didn't wake there, up today there was in communist a, Russia. I had, had a, a, a script tattoo across the... There was a whole family, a gentleman. <laughs> this gentleman, um, had, it said, uh, country by the grace of God. Sure. In, in cursive that looks like... I mean, tattooed across his forearm, but it looked like I did it. Like, like the S like, was backwards. No, it just looked like cursive that I would have been trying, like when I wrote my mom a Christmas note in yeah, third yeah, grade. Like, yeah. I tried real hard to make it pretty, but it wasn't pretty. Yeah. And he's got his three kids with him and his <laughs> wife. And, hey, do your thing, whatever. And they're waiting in line, and the kids are young, and of course the kids are assholes because they're waiting in line for this whole thing. Can't but, be comfortable in this story. No, it's not. It's a little warm. Um, and then I'm starting to think, like, I look at the one kid, the oldest kid, cross-eyed, <laughs> literally. Cross-eyed. What are you looking at, bud? And I'm like, oh, all right, all right. You are know, you looking at me or are you looking I don't, at the? I don't want to make any judgments. Yeah. You know, like, and then the younger, the middle boy. There's two boys and a girl. The middle boy, um, was Pigpen from Peanuts. Like he had like dirt rings around him. Like yeah. he was sliding. He would just climb behind the fireworks, knock them up, just out of control. Kids, right? And I have kids. I've had kids. I know they're out of control. Whatever. The baby, 18-month-old girl, sweet, cute thing. Smoking. Not smoking. <laughs> chewing on, like, opening fireworks and then chewing on them. Oh, God. And the thing, and I'm like, maybe, uh, and, like, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to respect, this is America, you raise your kids however you want to raise yeah. your kids. But chewing on Roman candles, probably not the best thing. And the kicker was the wife. And I'm like, oh, hey, the wife. And she, I hear her lean over and she says something about her wearing her fancy underwear. And I'm like, why did I hear that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, there's whale tails, pink whale tails involved. And I'm trying to, like, just be like, all right, what on my phone will will get me through this? Yeah. Like, and I'm looking at my phone and I, I take a picture look. of the whale tail. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well right, maybe that's what I was doing when I noticed the ankle bracelet. Uh huh. Not the ankle bracelet, like a like a nice tennis bracelet. Oh, like she shouldn't be out of the house, <laughs> right? Like the mo- ankle monitor oh, thing. Gotcha. Uh, well, you know, I mean, the cops are pretty. Uh, I mean, they'll put that on anybody. For anybody. <laughs> yeah, it is, and I, I just thought that was great. I just thought I had a great time. I bought some fireworks, brought, and then you got their number, and you're like, I have to hang out with and, you and, people and then, again. Yeah, and then so I, the, I followed them out, and they're like, then I looked at all the beer in the in the cold beers in the cooler, and I'm like, maybe I they're gonna blast them too some Garth soon. Brooks. Like, I'm for it. Yeah, hey. I, it's the only thing that could spice up that shitty of a 4th of July, if we're being honest. And it was, it's still 100 million degrees out, but it was 100 billion degrees out. And I'm trying to put my kid down, and it, there's fireworks going on, but we live in a smaller suburb. It's not as busy as yours. My so suburb. Yours must have been like Armageddon. It was, it was, it sounded like, I remember watching Desert Storm footage. Like Vietnam, yeah. Like, it was just everybody shooting something. I mean, you gotta celebrate something. I don't know what it is at this point. COVID, uh, I don't want to get into any of that stuff. But <laughs> I, I already went too far. We've already, we're already on the record. So you've been coaching, correct? You've been coaching softball. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your wife came over. God bless her. She was she was she was fundamental in a couple of our day, a couple of our days of watching our kid and just giving us respite. What is that the right word? Respite. respite? Yeah, respite a break. I would a break. And uh, she she said Dinger has been flossing at practice, and I swore to God I thought she meant that you brought out teeth floss, <laughs> and you were and like because that's just you. Like she said that to me, and I just was like, oh, well, Dinger dog would floss during. I mean, he's got to do it sometime. Multitasking. Right? I'm a busy man. <laughs> were you like Fortnite flossing for the kids? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because. 
So it's like a challenge for my oldest is on this team, and she and she's like, "Please, Dinger Dog." That's what she calls me now because of you. Please, Dinger Dog, don't embarrass me. Like during like this was the intro practice where you could like. Hey, I'm this. And it's all social distance, so you're yelling. <laughs> so everybody's six feet away in this big circle, which makes a circle I like love, 40 I feet mean, wide. How bad news bears is this. I just hope you keep on coaching baseball. <laughs> and like, do you have a love for the game or softball? I do. I, do. I have a love for the game. And, and I'm you trying have a to love get for I, competition. I just like, yeah, yeah, that's it. I just like trying to beat the other people. <laughs> And then, uh, and your kid is so athletic. Yeah, and she, she's she's a natural. I, lo- I love that she's so athletic and she doesn't care. Like she's just so good at what she does, but she's kind of like I'm out here just because I get to socialize. Well, yeah, and today, like she had these. Like I was there this morning. We did a game thing, and she was like, she made a play, and then uh, she didn't make a over? play. And then the one time she's like, I was like, you weren't ready, and she was like, yeah, I was looking at my friend in the stands, and and I'm like, hey, like. Focus, like it drives me crazy because I wanted so badly to be an athlete, and she's just like, I've got natural gifts, and I am like, You're gonna be like, I'm just thinking about a TikTok Randy and Bat Dad. Yeah, (laughs) well, you want to go? It's America. So, and and the whole thing with coaching, and I've done coaching with soccer and all these things, is like, I don't think, I, I guess I'm just learning now, I'm 38, that most of the adult public with kids that are in this age range that are mine are. Like, like to talk about drinking as yeah. much as I do, because the jokes just fall flat. Yeah, I'm like, hey, maybe next weekend we bring a cooler. And it's kind of half joking, but like, if some no, if two it, or three bought into it, I mean, then you guys would form this underground society where yeah, you literally it's, have it's a not cooler. Necessarily grooming—that's uh-huh. the wrong word. It's like it's like feeling out. I'm sending out feelers. I'm like, what would be terrible if we had beers? It's baseball. It doesn't make any sense without a couple uh, of beers. I, I mean, I think the thing is, and then everyone's all uptight. Like, we couldn't be drinking beers. What? Should, what about our kids? And I'm like, I think my right dad now. was drinking beers entire my. <laughs> And then, like, his dad was drinking whiskey. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is, we've put too we've much pressure on. Too much, we've become sissies yeah. is the problem. Like, now, granted, your grandfather never told your dad he loved him. Right, <laughs> right, right. There, there's a hey, my dad never told me he loved him. Uh, sorry, dad, I love you. I'm just kidding. <sighs> but, yeah, so it's fun, and no one will bring a cooler of beer. Oh, so you've been coaching, and then we've, we always are discussing joining secret underground societies. I was watching... <laughs> Uh, on Netflix, they have uh, a new version of Unsolved Mysteries. Right. And like, I went to bed one night because I was exhausted. And I think my wife finished the episode. And I woke up the next day and she's like, you know what? Like, they never found out what happened to that guy. And I was like, honey, have you never seen <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries before? And she was like, oh. <laughs> the first episode is this dude that is a, he wants, he's a wannabe writer in Hollywood. And he's researching uh, the Freemasons. And they, they're pretty, I mean, the episode is basically saying that he was thrown off of a, uh, of a building, but there's no way that he could have committed suicide. So the free, like he dug too deep. And I texted you immediately. I was like, when are we going to dig too deep? I, I just have to, like, I just have to be the, like, I'm stumbling in, I, I'm testing the waters of midlife crisis zone. And I don't want to be a boat guy or a car guy. I want to be like... <laughs> He joined a cult or tried to start his, like, better yet, he, remember when dad was a cult leader for four years? Yeah, just, just have a story, yeah. you know, like, hey, hey, sorry, midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those were some crazy times. We all have them. 
<laughs> so I we just stopped over at your house, and I have been begging you for the last probably decade or so. Like, I am a firm believer in a, a man's a man caves, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a place to just have a little bit of me time, you know, and you finally fixed up your garage. Then you I, fixed I just up, I just saw, got rid of all the crap. You got rid of all the crap. And I walked in there, and it still looks like a hellhole, and I, and I walked out beaming. And I was like, I am so jealous of you. And it's this little room, and it's filled with shit, but it's just this tiny... If you are 20, 10 feet away from your family... If they have to walk outside, it's like a force field. Like, oh, no know. one's going to go bother you. No. And if they are going to bother you, it's going to be really important. And they should, right. And right. they should bother you. But, like, and you te- you texted me this picture, and I'm like, what are you doing out there? And you you were like, I'm listening to an audio book, and I'm just hanging out by myself. And I was like, I was like are you kidding me? <laughs> I could be there. <laughs> I can't be there because I'm not allowed to leave my house. Right, right. But I am so jealous right now all i have like and here's the thing is like i realized that i'm you know i'm a pretty social person i'd rather be with people but now like i open the garage door and we live in clintonville so there's eight hundred thousand cats and they all just come and visit me one by one and i, and I give them a name and I get, like oh stacy and then they're like oh hey anything in here and then they leave that's all that's this is my life now <laughs> Hanging out in the garage alone, talking to neighborhood cats. I, you said to me, well, you've got a basement. I was like, I do, but a, a basement door is easy to open. Right. And then if I don't hear my voice be, or my name being called, it's because the music's up or something like that. Then they walk down mad. No, you can't do that. Can't do that. No, can't do that. In the I got I, I hate actually listeners help me out because I'm the only problem with my perfection of my man cave. That's 20 yards away from my house is. It's like I need my phone out there to listen to stuff or scroll Reddit or whatever I'm doing, like wasting time. But that's the problem because that's a connect. Like the text message from in the house <laughs> is a problem, and I got to figure out a way to like scramble your phone. Just scramble. Just get scramble a burner. Your phone. You know? Yeah, get a burner. I, I don't think that actually fixes my problem, but I like the I like the spirit. Let's close this out with okay. one quick story. Thank you so much for being so supportive for me and my family during this ridiculously hard time. You've been a wonderful friend. It was so funny. You came it over. It feels like this is going to be backhanded. No, 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 no. You came over. It was either last weekend or two weekends ago. I think I texted you on a Sunday. And it's always, if it's on a Sunday at 930 in the morning, it's always the same thing. I was like, bloodies? Sure. Yeah. And you showed up and uh, you were like, where's your vodka? I left vodka out here like a week ago. And I was like, oh God, it must be gone. <laughs> and you said to me, don't worry. I, I just got some. It's in the car, in the glove box. And I was like, that is so dinger dog. Was, it, it, for the that, record. That is so dinger. Like, you know, that's so Raven. Like that is so dinger dog. Like, don't worry. I've got some in my car. I, I won one. And I don't even skip a beat. I don't even, I don't even go, oh, you know, like, why is that weird? Like, nope, I got it in my glove box. There's a max. No, no, no. The only thing that, that I want to say is it's not in the glove box. <laughs> Like I, if it was it's in on my the front car. seat, open. No. Jeez. <laughs> well, All right. All right. You want to take a quick break? What? Well, you need a handgun, vodka, Maxim magazine, regi- license, and then registration. You would have like a, you would have like a copy of Mad Magazine. It wouldn't even be like Maxim magazine. Yeah, <laughs> Mad, uh, Mad magazine. Preppers.com. And it wouldn't be a gun. It would be a BB gun or something like that, or bow and arrow. So when you're fishing like that. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yep. Dinger Dog, I don't know about you, bud, but one of the problems that I have had with watching my son is that 
I can, I have to be holding him or he'll start fussing and I can hold him doing anything. I can hold him making food. I can hold, hold him uh, sweeping the floor. I can hold him watching TV. The one thing I can't hold him doing, and maybe I could, but it's a little gross and a little weird, is when I've got to go number two. Take this shit. Yeah, and I don't know what to do. So I'm reaching out to the good people at More Implications, and I'm wondering, is there a product so, that's going to get me through this? What's so, the solution? So you've been, this has been, so you said you're eight weeks. We, we've been working on this for weeks and weeks. So, you know, we had lots of ideas to start, like crazy, wacky, inflatable baby holder thing. Didn't actually hold the baby. Like a trebuchet, a little too dangerous. We had lots of <laughs> moral implication style uh, solutions. And... It wasn't until I was watching some Looney Tunes that I came up with that it just hit me. You know what? You know in the old like fancy restaurants, like a French restaurant, when they, they bring your food out and yeah. they have that silver dome, yeah, on top, and they bring it out and you got like a nice warm rack of lamb in there. Yeah, that's what we developed. We've developed the baby dome. Okay, what's the baby dome do? So what you do is like when you if you need some peace and quiet, this is only for bathroom use. Only for bathroom use. Of course. Right? The lawyers have made sure I say this. Only for bathroom use, short bathroom use. You set your kid down, right? And you don't want your kid to cry. <laughs> so what you do is you take the patented moral implications of baby dome, and you put it right over top of the kid. Oh, my God. What is it, soundproof? Yeah. It's, it's mostly mostly soundproof. Yeah, just poof right over the kid, and you have your you have your 7 to 20 minutes of peace. Can the kid breathe in there? 7 to 20 minutes. Seven. There's probably 20 minutes of oxygen. And if he can't oxygen. breathe, all he's going to do is cry, and you can't hear that either. Here's the thing. It's like, and it holds the heat in just like a lamb chop. <laughs> oh, my God. My kid loves to be warm. Yeah, they want to be warm. And then and then, and then, when you're done, you just pick them up, and it's like you're getting served dinner. How much does the baby dome cost? The baby dome is nineteen ninety nine. Monthly though, and I'm oh, it's a subscription. It's product. a subscription product. That's just because there's some legal fees that we got to cover. But. but if I can go take a crap peacefully, like that'll solve my only problem that I've right. ever had as being a dad. It comes. The original model is silver chrome, but it also comes in the clear glass for the people that are a little sensitive. Buy one right now. Hello and welcome back to the second segment of the Afternoon Yap. These are our Yap Minis. This is where we talk about uh, TV shows that we've been watching, podcasts, albums, books, you name it. We haven't done one of these in a while just because we've been doing these kind of uh, phone call podcasts. Uh, Danger Dog, are yes, you present sir. right now? I see I you looking down at a phone. Oh, no, I'm just trying to remember what I'm supposed to talk about. Are there any YouTube TV shows, and keep this answer to a minimum. All right. Are there any YouTube TV shows that you got hooked on that you kind of binge watched? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there's some fishing ones that we talked about. Like there's John B. is a fishing one or Uncut Angling is a fishing one. I like SciShow a lot too. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's, I mean, yeah. So something that I felt that I've needed like just like with having a son is turning my brain off and just having a show that I know is consistently good and that I don't have to focus on. It doesn't have any storyline. I found this YouTube channel. It's called Game Sack. They've been around. They've been around for eight years. Right. It's a it's a YouTube show that focuses on retro video games. They've been doing. Uh, they do an episode every two weeks, so there's tons of content, and the episodes are about uh, twenty to thirty minutes long. Uh, there's two hosts, or there was two hosts. Uh, the one guy he left just recently, maybe a year ago, because obviously. 
you have a popular show the way me and you have an extremely like, popular I can't wait till show. we have a rough breakup over money. And, and he, you know, finally, the, the, the other guy was like, I need a break from this. And so he quit. And uh, so now the host is just Joe. But the hosts are Joe and Dave. And now it's just Joe. And they are immensely knowledgeable on retro video games. And the show is, if you're a guy like me and you just like turning off your brain, it's it's just, I I watched this show every single morning when I had my dad duty. I would wake up with Wes at like 7 or 6.30 and just, just binge Pretty watch rough. episodes. And it was consistently entertaining. You can tell, the fascinating thing about these two dudes is like with YouTube shows, they're very, you can tell that they just do tons of research and, and that's how they present the show with these guys. It's like, it's common knowledge that they're talking about Sega games and, and, and NES games and super Nintendo. They're not games. reading off the script so much as it, they feel it and know it. And uh, they just, it. they yeah. just, you can tell that these guys know it. The, the main guy, Joe, who's the main host right now, because Dave left, uh, he used to work installing sound systems in movie theaters. So he's a huge sound geek, just like me. So all of the reviews have, uh, like what his review of the soundtrack is or the sound quality. He's always going to tell you, oh, it's presented in mono. Oh, it's presented in stereo. And he's talking about games that are like on the Sega CD and stuff. Right. It is, the shows are bookended most of the time with short sketches that a lot of the problem with YouTube is it's a lot of people that aren't naturally funny and they try really too hard. I, I'm, I know that, that that's probably the way people judge us. You know, <laughs> that is probably the way people judge us. But these guys, like they're not, like the, the sketches are really, really short and they have a running gag of uh, uh, Joe will always take whatever Dave is playing. So like it, and Joe is like the beginning structure of the show was Joe was kind of the Sega fanboy. Dave was kind of the Nintendo fanboy and they'd have a lot of fun with that. But they do a lot of small sketches that that work really well because the guys are super, super likable. They're super, super knowledgeable. And it's just it's not in your face. Like and they hardly ever use potty mouth the way that you do. Right. Uh, but well, they don't have to go blue. They're better than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So these guys don't need a plug from me. I'm still probably going to tweet the guy and say, "Hey, like we, <laughs> we reviewed we talked your about show." You. Yeah. But I just want to say to this dude, and I tweeted to him too. I said, "Hey, man, I just want to thank you. Like this, your show actually got me through a very rough time in my life where I just was able to just watch it, and I've never had that with a YouTube channel, with a YouTube show before. Because God, God knows, I know that there's great content creators out there, but." None of it really ever fit in. Right, I like you, see. you don't need to watch somebody shop but at if Walmart. If you want to watch two extremely knowledgeable guys about retro video games, check out the show Game Sack. They have Game Sack. Game Sack. I think the the gag is like because they pull out systems oh, out of like a out of a, out of a sack, and they are they just they do console reviews. They do uh they do video game reviews. They do they don't do any modern reviews, but they'll. They get up to like the Wii era, so okay. but it's mostly retro video game. Extremely knowledgeable, great show to watch. Check it out, uh, Dinger Dog. Yeah. We were listening to it upstairs, and I well, was enjoying it. Why don't you tell me about the new Run the Jewels album? Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna do my other one first, but that's fine. We're gonna do this. Okay. So Run the Jewels. Um, for those of you that don't know, and that was me probably. What, four months ago, five months ago, a friend of mine said, hey, check these guys. I can't stop listening to these guys. And I'm like, who is this? So I, I went and looked them out. Run the Jewels. Um, it's it's kind of like a – it's not a mega group. It's it's LP, who is a rapper. And if you guys I, – I, I associate him with 
Um, I, my, my hip hop knowledge isn't great. So I'll like, but I have, I, you're I'm an so, atmosphere fan. Well, yeah. I mean, but he's in that run. He's in that atmosphere. Aesop rock, like white boy backpack yeah. is what I think backpack is actually the genre. Like I associate him with like backpack hip hop, like where it's like a bunch of white boys in college listening to hip hop. Yeah. Um, and then killer Mike, who's a self-described husky, black dude from atlanta that sold a lot of weed apparently (laughs) and had like basically came up through that like atlanta weed selling rapping culture yeah got together to meet i I don't know i i don't know i i've only so they have basically their albums are run the drills one two three hey easy and now four that's easy um and i guess what what really like i what grabbed me about this album is it was it i think it dropped mid-April. Yeah. And it's like they knew what was going to be happening yeah. in mid-April. Like they like their their themes are about ra- they're very strong they have very strong feelings of race and uh inequity and all of these things and it's like one of the, one of the lyrics is about like whispering I can't breathe. Yeah. And it's like people are tweeting at Killer Mike like, "Hey, did you write that? Like did you drop that in now because everything's happening?" He's like, "No, man, this is this isn't a new problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is like I, I felt that like eight months ago when I was writing this album. Um, I, I absolutely fell in love with this this group. I guess is what you would call them. But RTJ Four is it's like a forty minute punch in the gut, and it starts real happy and kind of party wise, and it just gets darker and darker. And then Zach Della Roca shows up and tells. Yeah, everyone. I liked him. Like, and I, I, I'm a huge Rage Against the Machine fan. And when we were listening to that song, I thought that that was a song he'd done maybe five or six years ago. But no, apparently it's brand new. Right. And so he, and of course it's like, whenever you have Zach Della Roca, like he can't his, do anything but. What his lyric? Like he's when he talks about social justice, he he doesn't pull oh, he's punches. Angry. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's always funny because me, I, I got to admit, I have a nice life, and, and I'm like. Oh boy! Listen to like look at all the slave masters posing on your dollar, and I'm like, yeah. well, well, gee golly, guys, can is there a way we could work this? Out? You know, like I don't know. Zach De La Roca probably paid for that whole production, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, of course. There's and of nothing course, wrong with that. No, I, I know. I but I I always think it's funny, right, especially because of the recent stuff with Rage, where people are like, oh, we. They're, the machine is who are they raging against? Oh, oh yeah, the Republicans that are just finding out that rage had been around for thirty straight years that they were actually angry at the things that were going on. Anyway, just like any hip hop album, at least for me, is like I don't I don't fall in love with it on the first listen. Yeah, like if you give this album three runs, I like that first song a lot. Was that was that a new song or was that that was a new song? Yeah, that song was like I was like that was Shit, the, I like this. That was their that was the single from like Ooh La La Ah Wee Wee. Yeah, it was catchy. Oh, it's super catchy, and that's like the positive thing. And at the end, it just get it, it progressively get darker and more serious. And I, I just think it's fantastic. If you if you're not a natural hip hop fan, which is what I would call myself, give it four turns or and three I, turns through. And I like. Like angrier hip hop, like that's the reason I loved Ice Cube so much. Is he's not singing about being on a boat. He's just he's an angry dude. And and and, and, and then Killer Mike all of a sudden has been like, like that's what the, I want. the mayor of Atlanta is calling on Killer Mike to like settle down the population, yeah. you know. And it's like, hey, uh, uh, they might out be there careful. for a reason. Yeah, um, yeah, people are upset. <laughs> anyway, check out Run the Jewels if you haven't. Check out RTJ Four. 
it is i think rtj3 is their best album maybe but rtj4 is it's compact it's fast and it it hits hard and you i worth a listen yeah so um i just last night so ghost of sushima just came out for PlayStation 4. It is a uh, exclusive on the PlayStation. It's by Sucker Punch, uh, the good uh, team that made the Infamous series. So they're well-versed in the open world game. Um, I'm just giving my first impressions of the first uh, hour and a half that I played last night. We're going to, the next episode, will hopefully I can play through it. It's another 25-hour romp that I don't have time <laughs> for anymore. But I played the first hour and a the half. The next episode. <laughs> it is a uh, it is an absolutely gorgeous open world uh, game based in do I, is it feudal Japan? So the the story that I've seen so far is there is a uh, family of samurais that are getting overrun by the Mongolians, and I can't help but think every single time I think of it, that South Park episode. Yeah. You got them Mongolians, yeah. And the game can be presented in a variety of ways because it's, I guess, it's playing homage to uh, the Japanese samurai movies of God. You know, you were a film student, the the forties, thirties, fifties, sixties. Because you can like play, Akira or like yeah, I don't know. Because you can play the Seven game samurai. in grainy black and white, right? And with with English or with the Japanese voices and English subtitles, but the game is also presented obviously um, with American voices and um, and, and uh, English subtitles. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> but the, the beginning of it has been the game overly relies on leaves falling and how gorgeous like the Japanese fall would be. I mean. The way that The Last of Us relies on, you know, birds flying away when you're walking the distance. This game super relies on running through fields, uh, uh, leaves falling. It all looks absolutely breathtaking. Um, it is a, it's got elements of stealth in it. Uh, so I was doing some stealth kills last night. It's got elements of um, combat that it's not Batman-ish combat, like the Arkham series Batman combat, but you can... Um, you'll be attacked by three people at the same time. And if somebody else is going to attack you, it'll blink and you can go attack that person. So that kind of felt a little bit Batman to me. You can parry, you can block, uh, you use your sword. And I got through the opening intro, which are the opening, you know, up until it took me an hour and a half to get to like, Hey, this game is developed by Sucker Punch. Hey, this game is called Ghost of Tsushima. You are running through a field with your horse. The world is open. You can go do whatever you want. And it's funny because they've been kind of tagging this game as um, an end to the open world drudgery. You know, like, I I hope that I've read this because it's stuck in my head and I feel like I've read this. But they kind of wanted to be the guys that said, yeah, we know that we've done Infamous. We know that we're the guys that we dot a whole map and you can go visit wherever you want to go visit, but you're going to knock out, need to knock out this mission, this mission, this mission to get to the next map. Right. You're going to work with various different characters, but the very first map was I'm working with a character. We're going to clear out a map and uh, we're going to clear out a map and it, it felt a little bit samey to me, but um uh, the game looks, like I said, the game looks gorgeous. Um, I'm excited to play it, uh, but I just have another 23 hours of it. So uh, I'm hoping to get through that in the in the next month or so. Dog, I hear you've been uh, reading a lot over quarantine. Well, reading is probably generous. Uh, I, I I do love my audiobooks, and it like with the way with the speed of my work right now, audiobooks are a great thing. So. 
Um, I probably when my kids were super young, I read the Hunger Games series. Everybody read the Hunger Games series or watched the movies. Hugely popular or whatever. Are the books better than the movies? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's always I hate that it's like a snobby answer. They're always better, but they're they're just more. They allow you to build more depth to the thing. Are they very like like teeny or what's the what's the? Yeah, they're uh, very young adult teen. But they they but they're written in like the Dan Brown like a chapter is a page and a half. Oh, good. So, they, so it makes you feel like you're doing something. They move, and it yeah. was perfect because I was exhausted, like parent of young kids, and I would be able like I got through six chapters, and like you read seven pages, but it doesn't matter. So uh, Suzanne Collins was the author. She has a new book in the Hunger Games universe uh, that just came out a few weeks ago, maybe a little longer, maybe last month, uh, called. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and it's um, it's a prequel to the Hunger Games series, and it's funny because it's what happens when you wrap up a series that's making a shit ton of money, and then you have no other content. And I, and, and and for the record, I don't. It's exactly the same thing that uh, the Harry Potter lady did, and then she treated tweeted about transgender people. Right, right, <laughs> and and right, and I don't mind. I like there's a little bit of me like 20 years ago I'd be like stay pure like whatever I'm like hey grab the cash oh yeah sure <laughs> exactly <laughs> I get it yeah grab your cash so but it has all the like trappings of the of a prequel it very much feels like prequel Star Wars okay so it's about how the the villain in the Hunger Games which is President Snow or the Capitol how he came to power okay. so you follow a young Cornelius Snow. He's basically graduating from their version of high school, and they're just trying to figure out. They've, they've implemented the Hunger Games. The revolution has happened, but no one's watching and no one cares. And he gets like he gets a coveted spot to be a mentor to basically make the Hunger Games exciting. Yeah, and it basically follows him and his. And of course, just because because it's a young adult novel, he falls in love with someone, but there's somebody else. And it's it's kind of classic. You were just wrapped up in you the bathtub. What? No, it was. A, I guess the thing Chablis. is, like, I here's how here's how but this story just, breaks. You for just me. read lots of stuff, don't you? Like, you know, like I, I, there's no entertainment coming out right now. There's no movies. There's no TV shows. You only play Fortnite. Right. I haven't even played Fortnite because my controller broke and uh, I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> I can let you borrow a controller. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, so anyway, this I. There are several times during this, I'm like, I'm done. Like, it's too... You love it so much. No, yes. I mean, so I, I know that at the app, we don't like negative reviews, but there's oh, so... negative review me, baby. Uh, there, there's so many times when I was like, it's so... Sexy? It's just so, like, she was, she was trying to get to the next thing. Like, the plot, the story arc is good. But the like the ingredients, I like see the origins of how this. Yeah, the, I watched all the movies and the like, way the like, arc went. It was good. It was interesting. Like if I wrote, if I drew the arc out on the table for you right now, it was wasn't predictable. However, it was just like it was just like the prequel Star Wars, where the dialogue was just garbage. It didn't have the same pace where like it moved you from chapter to chapter, and. It just felt so forced. Yeah. So were you finishing the book just so you could rest well, easy knowing that you right. read the I book? I just needed to know. Well, I think the thing is, like, with if it weren't for the how well the plot was kind of written, I wouldn't have kept going. Yeah. Like, I, it was like, it was like f- probably like finishing a game where just to finish it. Yeah. I needed to, I, and I needed to know where, 
how she was going to bring this to the point. Because you, because like any prequel thing, you know where it ends. And yeah. so, like, how do I get? How do I get from Uzbekistan to Greenland? Yeah, metaphorically. So, I, uh, you know, did this just come out? It just came out in the last month or two, or I don't know. It's April two hundred ninety eighth. So, sometime in the last COVID. Yeah, uh, it came out. It's. I don't know if you love Hunger Games. Like I love the Hunger Games series. I'm. You unapologetically love the Hunger yeah. Games. No, I like unapologetic. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, you got to do it. I. It's set up to, for two more books. Oh, that's awesome. And so they'll make a movie trilogy. <laughs> uh, I, and that's I'm, brilliant. And I'm Can in... Can you imagine having that power under your belt where like you write, you wrote this book series and then they come to you and they're like, write a prequel. And you're like, I don't know. And, I don't they're, like, and they're like, cha-ching, 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 <laughs> yeah. cha-ching. They push the pile of money over yeah. and you're like, I don't think I'll make it and work. I know you have a boat. Yeah. You have two boats. <laughs> and so what I'll do is I'll, I'll buy them and watch them and I'll do all the things. But I'm hoping it gets better. That's that's your review. Uh, if you were to give it like zero to five stars, I know you don't like, uh, to do like that. three. So it's passable. It's pa- It's but it wouldn't be passable without the characters that you know and love. If it didn't have the Hunger Game name attached to it, it would be like a one and a half. So was your eleven year old girl reading it at the same time you were, and you guys were comparing thoughts? <laughs> Maybe. So what? <laughs> I actually, she was like, "Can I read that?" I'm like, oh, "When I'm done." I'll never. I'll never. Uh, I mean, I just did, but I'll never poke fun at you for reading because I I don't even know remember what the last book was that I read. Oh no, I read Helmet for My Pillow, which is a World War II book because those are the only books that I can read. Like I just, I'm not a reader. Uh, you know what? And when I read magazines, I read them uh, backwards to forwards, and it drives my wife crazy. Have you ever seen anybody? Do- it's a real thing. Like people, they just naturally like to do it backwards to forwards, and I, re- <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. You know what my wife does? It drives me crazy. I'll watch her reading a book, and then she'll. You can tell she's like, but some something's happening. She'll skip ahead pages. Oh no! And I'm oh like, no! What you don't do that. What are you? She's like, I just had to know it. What like, planet is she living on? Oh, this I isn't choose your own adventure. I, I don't. You I, can't I, move it I almost burn the house down every time. I have to go to the man cave. So it's incredible. And she's like, I needed to know. I'm like, oh, all right. my oh my god, you're gonna have to answer for that when you get to the pearly gates. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, Saint Peter's not gonna be cool with that. Looks like you were pretty good, except for what's this you read at the end of the book first? You can't do that. <laughs> Uh, so that's my review of, I guess it's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and clearly... Must read. A dinger, it's, you're, it's in the Dinger Book of the Month Club. Right, why not? It's as patented as Oprah's is. I wait. Uh, so I just played through uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. It is on Xbox, PlayStation 4, Steam, and uh, Switch. It's 15 bucks. So it's a steal at 15 bucks because the Nintendo Switch tends to have like their, the Nintendo tax, which that's a typically a 30 or $40 game when it doesn't need to be. It's about three hours long. It's the sequel to the original Curse of the Moon. Now, Bloodstained is developed by... Um, one of the producers of uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Twenty years later, he crowdfunded the uh, what's it called? Is this a long wanna... story? It's a shorter story. Okay, okay. <laughs> what's it called when you want to make not the sequel? You want to make a sequel, but not you can't use the name. What's that called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it like fan fiction or like or or are you like I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, he wanted to make a, an updated Symphony of the Night 
Castlevania game, but he can't because obviously the Castlevania... Not a reboot, right? Not a reboot. Uh, In vain or... Shit, this sucks. But anyway, so Bloodstained came out last year. It was my game of the year because Castlevania Symphony of the Night is one of my favorite games of all time. It's in my top three. Uh, What they said was... Two years ago, when they were, you know, they said, if we get enough crowdfunding, we'll make an NES-style throwback to the original Castlevania games. It's not going to be a Castlevania game. It's going to be this new Bloodstained game. And the original uh, Curse of the Moon was awesome. It was, like I said, it was a three-hour game. It is a love letter to the third Castlevania primarily, so you can switch characters. Uh, There's branching paths, and there's exciting bosses. Um, Just came out. It's 15 bucks. Once again, there are four different characters that you can switch to on the fly. You just have to progress through the game to get all of the characters. There is a uh, melee sword character, uh, Zengetsu, who is your main guy. And he it, and there is a character with a long-range spear and a longer jump. And so that means... Basically, this is a a 2d platforming action adventure game, but you can switch your characters because some of the characters have different strengths and weaknesses. There's a character with a rifle. So if you want to use projectiles, you can shoot the enemies that way. And there's also a tank character that is a mech with a little Corgi inside. So a little bit of tongue in cheek. Uh, the mech is slower, has lots of health and it has a hover. It, I sent this, I <laughs> I sent this text to you guys because I'm a huge nerd and obviously no one responds to this shit, but I, it has just this outstanding eight bit soundtrack. Like the, and, and that is what these type of games need. Uh, the bosses aren't as memorable as curse of the moon one, uh, because they were taking, uh, all of the bosses from the, uh, the main bloodstained game. So some of the bosses in curse of the moon two, there's a couple memorable ones. And then there was a handful of them that just kind of felt, very filler. Um, there's branching paths again. Once you beat the game, there is kind of a new game plus where you can go through with all the characters instead of like unlocking them piecemeal. And, uh, and now you can get to new areas when you play through it a second time. I didn't care. I just beat it. I just, I got through it. I got through the campaign, loved it. Um, you can cheese certain areas in this in this <laughs> game. Like, do you know what the term cheese is? Like basically cheat. Right. So like the, the mech character, like, there are parts where there's all kinds of shit coming at you and there's all kinds of uh, it's like some reddit terminology though. Yeah, like yeah. there's all kinds of there's all kinds of enemies coming at you there's all kinds of platforming to do and i was like i don't want to deal with this so i just switch over to the mech and he has a ton of health and i just kind of cheese through that area just so i can get through it there are some infuriating areas some like i think it was like level 6 there's eight levels and like around level five or level six, it was really, really getting challenging. And I was really, really getting frustrated. And then I just learned that one of the characters, the female character, she actually has a health. Like you can actually grow health. And I was like, okay, well, I could just switch back and forth from the characters and get all my health back and proceed that way. And then you just cheesed out. And then I just cheesed. You just cheesed out through that, that dungeon. I love talking video games to you and your eyes just go like can we I was please, I was so, <laughs> please get back to RJ4 or please get RJ. back to how your your love for not wearing masks like anything <laughs> right anything but this you're a great friend right oh no I mean I I truly remember the game you're you talking about I was thinking to myself I've been doing the podcast differently since all of this happened and I've been trying to do the video game sections with my buddies that have been played the video games because it's much more interesting conversation. I don't think any
anybody ever came to this show because they wanted to know what my review was or what they just want to hear you black out and ask stupid <laughs> fucking questions. The, the, the highest rated episodes <laughs> are the ones I don't remember. Like great, and that like it's 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 funny because we found our niche in that like nobody wants to hear our stupid review of anything, including my review of books. And they don't care, and nobody wants to hear just drunk people. But somehow, in between drunk talking about your wife, okay, let's listen. Yeah. Um. It's not as good as the first one, but it's still a steal at 15 bucks. And it, like I said, it's available on all those platforms. It is a love letter to the third Castlevania game. It's got great sprite uh, artwork. It's got a great soundtrack. Um, and it's easy. It That's the important part. Like the original Castlevanias, some of my favorite games of all time, they're way too hard. And this, you can turn the difficulty down and uh, just have fun. Dinger Dog, you want to take a quick break? Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Sprite joke. Dinger Dog, I don't know about you, bud, but uh, one of the biggest problems that I have with my son, and I know that we're doing a lot of baby products, but hey, new yeah, problems. Deal with it, people. New problems, new solutions, uh, is I never remember to wear the spit-up rag whenever I'm burping the little guy. Right. And so I've worn lots of spit-up. And I'm thinking to myself, this is suboptimal. I don't like wiping myself down. I don't like being covered in sure, breast milk sure. constantly. Right. I mean, you may. Right. Well, well I, neither well, I only or there. in specific situations for which I pay. <laughs> the good people at Morpications have invented the spit-up suit. This is a three-piece suit. It looks fantastic. You're going to look great. Like Barney from that stupid television show, Seven Things I Hate About Your Mother. It is... It, oh, yeah. <laughs> got you. Got you. It's a spit-up suit, so I'm going to look fantastic, and if the kid spits up on me, no fuss, no muss. Like, right. I'm already wearing the material that would be it's on... It's made of that cloth, that, yeah. like a burp cloth or a spit-up cloth would be. No longer am I running for uh, uh, napkins. No like longer am I running towel for a towel. Yeah. This is ideal for feeding babies, obviously, first and foremost, right. but it has various other reasons. Think about when we used to party all the time, you know? Yeah. Wet the bed or maybe or get a little bit of upchuck on yourself. <laughs> Boom. What about when you used to do those key parties back in, in the 2000s? I, I don't mean, even know what a key is. <laughs> I mean, it's just anything that you want to soak up no matter what. It's going to do it and you're going to look fabulous. It's got this nice material that it never shows the stain. I mean, you can be wearing this bad boy nonstop. It's 99.99 so it is a little steep. 99.99, we who priced this? It should be 99. It should add another 9 if it never shows a stain. Never shows a stain, dinger dog. You can do those things that you do. <laughs> And whatever go back they to are, work, whatever they are, whatever those things are, and it's gonna be cool. I, I'm a, I work with clay. Ninety nine, ninety nine. It's called the spit up suit. It's ideal for everything. Buy one right now. Hello and welcome back 
to the third and final segment of the afternoon yap. I want to review the highly anticipated, and now it's been out for a month, but I haven't had time to play video games. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two. I just want to jump in all of a sudden, ready to just be like, remember when when my things weren't good enough? When I'd be like, hey, I watched this movie on a plane, and you're like, that, that came was out ten years ago. ago. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't wait till you're reviewing Ninja Turtles Three. You're the one that, ever since this COVID hit, has been like, uh, everything boils down to, oh, it's like the ending of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. I love it. And you throw that shit out in front of people, and they're like, what? And you're like, yeah. Like, just so matter of fact. Like, the, oh, it's like the ending of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja he's Turtles 2. It's a super too. shredder. Uh, it's a super spreader. I want to review The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, this <laughs> game... Uh, so they announced this maybe two, maybe a year or two ago. Uh, they announced it deep into development. And it was a game that I never thought that I would get a sequel to because the very first one had such a um, contained, well-done story. Do you know anything about The Last of Us series? I just only The only really thing that I know, to be honest, is that they were going to put it out at the beginning of the pandemic and then they thought maybe it wasn't the right time. Yeah. So there, thank you for bringing that up. They... Um, there's they 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 had a series of um, what do you call it? Propos delays with okay. this game, and then the final delay was oh shit! This is a game about the end of the world. About well, it's a virus, right? But it is a basically a zombie apocalypse game. Uh, the the original uh, took place in I believe 2013. Uh, Joel and Ellie they are just two regular people, and it's it's really an examination of how humankind would react with each other forget about the zombies like this is very much kind of like the walking dead is like forget about the zombies how would humankind react with each other if there were no laws you know if you right. didn't have to answer to the man in the first one joel and ellie the, the the main characters he's an older man and uh, ellie i believe is maybe 11 years old or something like that and they just so happen to run into each other he be, he grow they both grow a deep bond to each other he's a father figure um, you know, she's a daughter figure to him. He lost his kid at the beginning of it. So, and it's just basically a contained story about them surviving. This during, is the first one you're talking this about. This is the first okay. one. Yeah. Them surviving. It's not zombies because do you remember the, the disease is called cordyceps and they actually borrowed it from that one episode of planet earth. Do you remember, uh, the where the ants, ant, where the, the ant ants gets in your head, that get yeah. the fungus yeah. that, or, that do mind control. So that's what this is. Like it spreads that way, it grows, and they become these monsters called clickers. And the clickers, uh, they can't hear, but they they do like um, clicks, like clicks, and so tell a uh, uh, echo, echolocation. Echolocation, I yeah. believe. Yeah. I don't want to be talking out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure that's what's up. Generally, you are. And and it is by the developers of Naughty Dog. So they started making the Crash Bandicoot series. They went on to make Uncharted, and uh, then they came out with The Last of Us Part. Well, you know, The Last of Us One in 2013. Um, I played that game twice. It is a 25 hour grueling Rob. story. Oh. I mean, it is so it's so heavy. And you almost, you can only play a couple of hours of it and it's just, it hits you so emotionally. And it, like I said, it's, it's yes, yes, there are monsters in the game, but really it's an examination of people would, people would break up into factions. They would sure. be every man for himself uh, and faction versus faction. It would just be. You like know, it's like it's like chunk. We'd be on the same team until I needed until to we eat weren't. You. Yeah, until we weren't. Yeah. 
Uh, so this game, like you said, had leaks and it was loaded with controversy because, or no, it had delays and it was loaded with controversy because some of the controversial changes that happened in the sequel. And I purposely, I like if with video games, I try not even to watch trailers because I just want to be surprised. I want, I don't want, I'm, I'm with that with everything. I don't, I, I don't, don't want, I don't want to read the back of a book. I don't no. want to watch a preview of a movie. Just, want, just give it I to me. We're all in be a surprise. They yeah. had a full leak of the game's story, maybe a month, um, month prior to the release, and people were pissed. There's been fundamental changes to this game. There's been fundamental changes to just how we think about a triple A um, uh, gaming developer is gonna is gonna put a right. game out. Like we have expectations, and I thought to myself. I don't understand how they can make a sequel. Like those two survived the last the last game, but the story wrapped up so well. I don't need to see more Joel and Ellie, but the first one was done so well. It's an absolute 10 in my mind. I played it again a year later when they had the remaster. Are version. they the characters again? Yeah, Joel and oh, Ellie. Okay. Um sorry. I like to I like to look when you're looking on script oh, yeah. and then I like to say things. Once again, the game starts off. This is the continued adventures of Joel and Ellie. This is five years later. So Ellie is a young uh, a young lady at this point. So she's probably like 18 or so. I, I would say she's about 18 or so. And Joel and Ellie are living uh, somewhere in Wyoming. They're living somewhere on um, uh, with an, with a, what, what do you call it? In a, in a, in a commune? A, a commune. Small yeah. town. Whatever. Small, oh. A small. Like a fort. A residence. Yes. Yes. Something. Uh, let's get into how the game looks. <laughs> well, what would you call it? Let's let's waste time thinking about what you would call wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, well, what is it? Is it like a structure where they're a safe haven? Safe haven, yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. And it's in Wyoming. And it's uh, them five years later. Right. And I'm thinking to myself. Like, like, it's like where, where my bug out, like my where I buried the shipping container with all <laughs> the cr- creamed corn yeah. for when the shit goes left. Exactly. You would do really well during a zombie apocalypse. Oh, no. I know. I, I, I Like, I'm built for that. I, so, some of the times when I watch the news, I'm and, like. And because I, I, would, I would be desperate. You know, my family would be dead. I would somehow still be alive. <laughs> And you would be making like shit in the dirt, or like you'd be digging up like, oh, I there's a bottle of old Harper down there, <laughs> and I'm like, where? And you're like, thirty feet. I'm like, how did you bury old Harper thirty feet into the ground? I think ahead, <laughs> think ahead, brother. <laughs> uh, this is the hands down the best looking game on PlayStation for this generation, and I know I say that a lot. Um, I know you know we're seven into years into it. It should be, right? That's the way it almost should be for AAA. Yes, that is kind of the way it should be. And when I texted my friends my thoughts on this game, it's not gorgeous because it's a naughty dog. Is it the nudity? No. (laughs) So naughty dog, like their claim to fame is absolute attention to detail. So if you go into a house, it is littered with posters on the wall books on this it looks lived in it looks real any other developer would just make one house or two houses with and naughty re- dog repeat, yeah with naughty dog you can see whole you can miss whole areas of the game where you know that they spent hours hundreds of hours meticulously working on these rooms that you could miss there's a workaround to that you just don't do that but i don't think that's ever been naughty dog's philosophy i think it is 
Yes, this sucks. Yes, this is going to take a lot of time. They're grinders. But that's what separates them from right. other game developers, and that's what makes their games stand out, is their just absurd attention to detail. Like, if you walk into your house, it's going to be different than when you walk into mine. Sure. But, but what no. I'm saying is, you, in the first one, the first one felt a little bit more contained. So that was in the prior generation. It was the swan song of the last PlayStation 3, of, of the PlayStation 3. So you would walk down, you'd walk into towns, but they'd be one street towns, and you could walk into every single house, but every single house would be four houses. In this one, it takes place in Seattle, and it's not an open world game. There are some bigger open areas. They kind of experimented with that with the uh, with the last Uncharted games. They've they've kind of started making it's like their linear air, but open like, li- linear. Yes, exactly. You're never you're you kind of you don't have free reign, but you but it, yeah, where you go, you can explore. Side missions aren't handled like they would be in a typical uh, other open world. Man, it's I'm not open world. Helpful. It's more linear. Okay, I can't remember what location um the original took place in it it did take place on the uh on the west coast Coast, pacific northwest this one's in seattle and seattle is a absolute perfect backdrop for this game it's it's rain soaked it's raining all the time um is there no police zone there's no police (laughs) there's there's uh like for some reason the city is overrun and flooded but like you're in seattle so you you get to see these big skyscrapers and that is brand new for naughty dog games so you are dealing with you start off going into like smaller towns where you can go into like shopping areas and uh but then you actually make it into like skyscrapers and it was there's breathtaking areas where you are i don't know 50 60 stories above the ground and i just stopped and looked around many times and i was texting my friends texting you you don't give a shit and i and i was taking pictures of this game and it's not doing it any justice and i was like this is incredible because not only are there these areas but you know that you've been there before and they're just so incredibly detailed and the, and the water effects look beautiful the fire effects look beautiful um and and the rain was just like it's it's, it's just, just sexy Do you take your shirt sexy. off yeah there's incredible performances throughout. Uh, the cutscenes are done. Like I never want to skip the cutscene. I know that's terrible. There's plenty of video games. Wait, wait, hold on. Assassin's Creed. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's like, big news for if you don't listen to us often. For you not to skip a cutscene every time I play, watch you play a video game, I'm like, why? Yeah. Why would you? Because that's all I, I love the it's story. Some dickhead in Assassin's Creed, and he's telling me that his mom ran off, and I need to go get her. And it, it's just, <laughs> it's just the same thing over and over. But these cutscenes are integral to the story so there's no like there's no side story cutscenes at least none that i saw right. like they're all in and, and and the the performances are so fantastic and it's so lifelike like now we're starting to get into where you're watching these cutscenes the uncanny divide feels more like a movie you know like the performances oh. are so good the uncanny valley is what it's called. oh shit i was just happy to say a video game term uh it drew me in every single time the sound design Obviously, top notch. I, but my wife has been gone 7. all week. Seven point two. What? Is it in seven two? Uh, yeah. They don't do a great job with their <laughs> options. Like it was really annoying because I was like, "Do you have it in five point two or do you?" That have was it in a fake 7. question. But yeah. go ahead, please answer it. Uh, but I, there was a there was one night where it, there was a thunderstorm in the game, and my like I said, the wife was gone, and I could finally crank it up, and I cranked it up, and there is 
thunder going and there was rain going and it was it just was so immersive. Your dogs are hiding. The dogs are hiding. It's just yeah, I got Jack Bauer in his thunder shirt. He's scared <laughs> to death. Um, you'll be able to identify with this. And I'm saying this without. Uh, I use a lot of hyperbole in this show. Sure. Like I get, I get invested, and I say that this is the best whatever. And, of and all it time. made me want to die. Yeah. This is the best use of film grain I've ever seen in a video game. It okay. it immediately evokes. I like usually I turn off film grain if I ha- film grain if I have the option to. This it, it, I have a shitty version of of Jurassic Park one that has tons and tons of film grain, and I. Love watching it because it reminds oh, me. Oh, is of, it on DVD or VHS? It's on Blu-ray. The, oh. the the most recent Blu-ray has terrible film grain, film grain in it, and I love watching it because it makes me feel like when I was a kid watching '80s and '90s movies. Right. Like it's never intrusive. It just it's it's the best use of film grain I've ever seen. And you know, not many video games use film grain. Or film grain. Um. Silent Hill used it a whole lot. It's, right. it's just supposed to evoke that feeling of like watching an old VHS tape. Right. And in this, it absolutely works. Uh, the gameplay. Uh, this game plays pretty much exactly like the first game. Uh, there's a heavy reliance on looting, crafting, stealth, and gunplay. Um, it's essentially a survival horror game. So you never really played any of the Uncharted games? No, no but, like I, but I do games. all those things on a normal Saturday. Yeah. Oh, looting, crafting. Yeah, especially with the, with the end of the world coming up. Yeah. Uh, the shooting feels heavier Gunplay. and slower in this game. Like you like the zombies sway and dodge you and the, the and the enemies are smarter, they flank you and there's you really the resources are super low. So you have to be extremely smart with your shots, which at first is super jarring. Um I don't remember. I remember the first one being hard. I remember, but I remember like catching a grasp on it. This one felt really hard all the way throughout. That's what she said. Um, <coughs> Not lately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, let's stick with it. All right, all well, we gotta go, fellas. Yeah, uh, t- and I uh, will be staying here tonight. So stealth once again feels great. Uh, it's both fun and terrifying to take out a group of uh, humans or clickers uh, one by one with a melee weapon or your bare hands. And it's this game is violent. I don't know if I've discussed this yet, but it is super violent. If you are Ellie and you take somebody out with stealth, her stab, her she slices their throat, and it's so long and drawn out. And she has all these comments like after I, she makes like these disgusting melee kills. And it's it's a very Is it does she very, look like Ellie from Jurassic Park? No, no. Oh. She's uh Shit. The actress <laughs> that she looks exactly like is not going to come to me right now. Is not going to come to me right now. If I can, podcasting. If I can think of it, I will tell you. But right. uh, I, I, I'm going to continue p- to picture Ellie from Jurassic Park. Uh, fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, firefights are tense. Uh, the weapons are introduced to you slow and piecemeal. So it has basically all the same weapons from the first one, melee weapons. So you're going to have... Uh, crowbars and axes, but you're also, in terms of weapons, you're going to have uh, an assault rifle, uh, pistols, a hunting pistol, a bow and arrow, a crossbow, a um, uh, shooter, a sniper rifle, Ooh. a shotgun. Uh, 
you can collect resources in order to upgrade these weapons, but th- that never really feels all that satisfying. Like each upgrade has, you can either fix the sway on it or make them, uh, give them a bigger magazine or give or make them a more powerful blast. But it's never like, wow, I'm glad I did that. Like I never felt that. I, I, did, I never think, really I felt. Go the for change. more mago, right? I always just go for, to make it more powerful and make it make the, the ammo. ammo more yeah. strong. Now. It, it the game does have a new game plus, so I could go through the game a second time and fully upgrade those weapons, and then maybe they would feel like really powerful. But I just for me, they could take that out of that. They could take that completely out of the game, and I wouldn't even notice. They, you've you see, I didn't even know what a new game plus was, but okay. New, you've never seen that a new game plus so with all with all the triple A games that I'm picking up now. So in this one, if you finish the game, um, it, you'll keep all of your upgrades, and you'll just play through play right through again. So you just rip yeah, through. It's just an excuse to yeah. stretch blow another five hours on gameplay, it or something. Yeah. Uh, you can level up your character based on the way you play. So the skill trees include stealth, uh, use of explosives, increased health. So obviously, I just would put all of my stuff into... Uh, I really like increased health, to, so the chances of me dying aren't as, as high. Right. And I don't really give a shit about stealth. It's useful, but I didn't really use it all that much. So I, I started putting all my stuff into explosives, which was fun because I would have like um, b- grenade-tipped bow and arrows and stuff like that and, and more Molotov cocktails. And like the, the confrontations, like when you run into an area and there's five enemies in there, you can take them out with Molotov cocktails, which is really visceral. I mean, you throw it at them and they set on fire and they scream. I mean, the deaths in this game, like they, they, I know like they beg for their life and they, and they scream when they die. So it's, it's really jarring, especially now that we're, I can't believe that we're getting into this next generation where this game looks so good and we're going into the next generation. Like you start to kill people, especially in this game. Like it looks real. And it's it's weird to kind of juggle that. Yeah, there's another uncanny valley we'll have to cross. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. I don't. But we'll go ahead. It. We'll do it tonight, mad scientist. <laughs> Not with you and me. I don't know what. Listen, listen. Call the FBI. I, I'm I'm here against my will. I struggled with enemy confrontations for a while. Um, I was getting my ass kicked at the beginning of the game, actually, uh, until I realized that using your dodge is essential. Like, you get introduced all these moves to you, and they're reminded to you when in the loading screens and stuff like that. Um, but uh, this game, you can't really rely too much on your weaponry. You have to rely, because it's a survival horror game, so you have to rely more on being patient, stealth kills, and uh, knowing when to run away. Those are your strong suits. Yeah, knowing when to run away. <laughs> the last one. Knowing maybe. when to dodge. Um, the game is paced well. Uh, like I said, with with cutscenes, playable flashbacks. This isn't anything new to Naughty Dog. So the, the, the game paces it by... It doesn't just give you action, 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 action. It calms things down by giving these... I call them basically walking simulators. Where you... It's almost a cutscene, but... Like you are interacting with other right. characters, you're interacting with other things in the area, but it's not a cutscene. But you're, you're just actually, you're, you're really driving to the next action. Yes, yes. you're at, you're driving to the next act. Um, the 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 video game things are here. I mean, the game is broken up with chase sequences. Uh, there are side quests that I'll go into real quick. Uh, the side quests are like I said, these open areas are really really big that you can find yourself where you know that there. Say you find a chest. There are a um a what do you call it um boob 
No, no, like with a... Uh, well, your uh, hand, you're going with the twist in. And yeah, the... <laughs> help me out here. You know what you're safe. doing. Safe. I know, safe. I know, Thank I you know. so much. There's clues to what the uh, combination is around the room, and you can unlock it to get... Um, more gear, more loot. And then there are also just areas where there are little puzzles that you say you have to get in through a door. So you have to throw a rope over something to get into that area. And it's just it's just so well done because it's just a – if you are thorough and you look through the buildings, you're going to find this stuff and – that's how you can level up your character. And it is really well done. There's thankfully very few boss fights. And there is one boss fight in the game that while it was very scary and it was very, very well done, um, it was very frustrating. And it felt very video game. It was the only time in the game where I died 10 Three to times. 15 yeah. times. Like, and, that, and then at that point, you have a conversation with the developers going, am I stupid? Because I think that's what's going on right now. Um, what was the answer? What? what? I, it's just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, like I said, the game has a considerable challenge uh, that I only somewhat remember from the first one. Uh, here's my final thoughts. Uh, you can kill dogs in this game. <laughs> and that, like I said, these deaths are realistic. And I get it. I get it. I a do. post-apocalyptic world. People that are in factions. I mean, there's a couple different factions in the game. There's like these, uh, what do you call it? Like armed militant groups. Malicious. And then there's malicious. And then there's also like a religious faction. Well, the, the one militia that you are going against, they decided it's time to train um, uh, German shepherds. Yeah. And there's no way to get around killing dogs. And what's bullshit about this game too is there's a lot of times where you have to interact with a dog where you throw a toy to it or you pet it. You get to know these German shepherds and then and then the next scene you have to gun them down. And you I tried to like I was like, can I just like go behind tried to them play and the, choke them out? Yeah. Or something like that. Like knock it on the head and hope and it wakes up. I did see some things that the developers like thought, hey, maybe we should dial this back. There was one scene where a guy was walking with a German Shepherd and I threw a Molotov cocktail on him and the dog kind of disappeared. Right. Like I couldn't find its corpse. I didn't hear a scream or anything right, right. like that. But for, the, but for the record. But for the record. For the record. Burning a human alive with a Molotov cocktail. Fine. Fine. Fine with it. Doggo? Dog, no. No. No, absolutely not. Okay. There's just no, there's no reason. Like... I, I feel like that I feel like there had to have been meetings at Naughty Dog where somebody raised an alarm and they said, "Why don't we just take the dogs out?" And one of the guys that was like a head developer was like, "This is what it would be like. The game's all about making tough decisions. You would right. have to make that tough decision, and it's awful because like the people that own these dogs, they'll they'll go Alice or they'll go, and the dog will scream, yeah. the dog will cry out, Kelvin, no, it, oh, yeah, and it." It jumps at you and you have to hit a, a like a button press like and, and you stab it and it's just it's not necessary. Like it was hands down, like just like the one part of the game that I think you're talking with your feelings. Out. I think you're feeling your feelings. It's well, how do you feel about that? I just I don't know. Like, I just I just I just can't like I, I'm all for like I understand people love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah. Uh but I I mean, you've murdered how many oh, millions you, of people? Oh, there's a scene at the end of the game. Well, three fourths of the where you go into an encampment and you just just murder everybody, murder and you're not you're not everybody. Those and are people that had, don't even throw up. Like and Ellie just slits throats and right. puts it in their head. She's got those and, khaki shorts on and those yeah. long legs. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, 
Where Don't. was I? Oh, oh yeah, you were wrapping it up. There's I just think. no reason. There's just no. They just should have been taken out. Oh, you don't you don't like dog murders? I don't like, like dog murders. Okay. Um, uh, the game it didn't initially hook me, and it it because I played the original twice before, um, and it took me about a good eight hours to be very emotionally invested into the story until I was finally hooked. But the first the first I don't know five or six hours is like this just feels like more the last of us and i and i've played the last of us plenty i want to change i want something new um but eight hours in something happened where i was where i was absolutely hooked and like i could not stop playing it. i was i I was i was playing through it before but i wasn't like in love with the mechanics i wasn't in love with the story just something had not clicked yet you look like you're about to say something i'm not uh one weird thing about the game (laughs) Changing weapons never felt great, and oh. it's often frustrating. So you end up having ma- many weapons, and you carry them in backpacks. And if backpack, backpack. when you are switching back and forth through weapons, you can press left or right to go from your firearm to whatever your shotgun is or your sniper rifle. Right. If you want to access guns that are in your backpack, you have to hold down the square button, and that'll give you access to the next one. And it just never works. It's just too realistic, right? I don't know. I don't. I think in the first one you had to hold R one down, and and you know people might think if they hear this, oh no, it worked fine for me. Your brain just didn't. Ra-. I just didn't like it, and I and I thought that it would kick in. You know, sometimes when new mechanics are introduced to you, yeah, you just gotta you, get the hang you, of it. You figure it out, right. and it becomes natural. It never felt natural. Like I had lots of deaths in this game where. I was just frantically trying to get to a weapon that had any ammo whatsoever because you never have ammo. You in knew this what game. you wanted to do. You couldn't physic like, and it wasn't like you couldn't do it because you were not accurate with the controller. Yeah, I got and you. some of the times, like, um, you you. Ellie crafts items a lot, so I would accidentally press one of the buttons and I would start crafting an item during a firefight. I'm like, no, like I'm getting attacked by enemies. And I don't know, something about that just didn't work for me, but it didn't. It, it didn't stop my love for the game. Uh, the game suffers from the same issues as other naughty game, nutty dog games have in the past. Um, most times you just simply don't really know where to go uh, or what to do. And you're kind of wandering around until you get a clue. So the game, uh-huh. the game is thankful or thankfully the game says it'll point in a direction. It'll be like, hey, dumbass, right. like, go check this. Or you finally interact with an item that, makes you go to the next scene that triggers the game to progress. And there was just lots of times, especially in the walking simulators where all I wanted to do was get past that. And like, I had to like go find the exact right item for it to like, get me to the next area. It it, it just felt like padding and it kind of felt like a waste of my time. And I really, I don't, I don't know. Maybe others don't feel like that. Maybe that's, maybe that's how, you would, I mean, you I, would in real life. That kind of thing would happen, but it, it's just frustrating. You're not going to go anywhere until you know it. But yeah, yeah, I get you. So, all in all, like, is there a score here, or am I rushing you? I don't no. mean to rush you. It's only been eight and a half hours. I'm no, just let's close this up. Okay. Let's do this thing. You've been a great friend, Nick. I know. I, I had to throw that last little slide. That, like it's like a grenade that I just slide across the table. It's a master class in storytelling. Uh, the sequel justifies itself. By changing things up and giving the player something unexpected. I'm not going to get into any kind of spoilers, uh, but it gives the player something unexpected, which is refreshing from such a highly anticipated AAA game. 
this reminds me of The Last Jedi. Like, you're not going to get the same game that you got the first time because I didn't want that. I wanted something different. I wanted my expectations to be changed. What, what am I looking for? I wanted, I wanted something different, and I got it. I give the game a 10. Wow! I loved it. I loved it. Once I got involved, um, I could not stop playing it. Uh, so that's it for this week's episode of the Afternoon Yap. Woo! A 10. Uh, hopefully Man. we're going to be coming back to you within the next month or so. We're going to review Ghost of Tsushima. You can follow us on Twitter at, at Afternoon underscore Yap. You can follow us on Instagram at, at Afternoon Yap. Subscribe to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Please read Please read Please leave us a review. And ignore whoever it is that's talking about my high school when they leave reviews, like how I was playing air hockey or something like that. I'll Ding get it you. Let's make some tacos. Oh, man. Let's drink some cooler beers. Oh, cooler beers are the best. Let's just be dude bros. <laughs> I'm going to take my shirt off. All right. Uh, well, do you want to sign us off? I uh, love you. Love you, too. See you, dog. I'm talking to the customers. <laughs> See ya.